like with Tomb Raider, it's the same, isn't yeah, it? It feels really yeah. normal, and then suddenly, dinosaurs. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd OD podcast with your host Dan and your boy Reg. There we are. How's uh, how's things? I was trying to think of something really like cool and with it to say there, but it just fell apart and I just went with how's things. You could have been like, how's tricks, G? Yeah, no, I don't think that's ever been really been cool. Oh, that's what I always ask when I ask people. Okay. I was always like, how's tricks? Mm-hmm. Okay. But that, that's my jam, isn't it? It was more the G. All right, okay. Okay. But anyway, yeah. Things. Um, thing, things are all right. All right. We've had a bit of a um, rough week, hence why apologies for non-podding. Yeah, it's Reg's fault this time. Last week, yes, it yeah. was. I had a well, I had a very poor little one. Um, mm. So, yeah, thankfully he's he's on the up and up now, which is always good. But as you can tell from the sound of my voice, he's lovingly passed it on to me. Um, so I apologise in advance for the sound of my voice, unless you like some people and you like the deepness of my voice. I, I think some people would. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, so that's been fun because obviously I was supposed to be coming around to your house to, to spend your lovely uh, wife's birthday. But unfortunately, um, with the little one and me not being great, I ended up watching six seasons of Peppa Pig. Fair enough. And then restarted it again. Okay. That was my weekend. Is it one of those where, you know, sometimes when you put something on and you're watching it and you keep falling asleep and you, you wake up and then you need to rewind it back and you need to watch it again and you fall asleep again? Because obviously he's, I'm guessing he's on medication. Yes, he's on antibiotics. He's just passing out every five minutes, right? Um, it was a case of, at the minute, I don't know what's happened, but he's just got really massively back into it again. Where the stage was like, I'm not watching anything else. He put something else on and he's like, nah 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 and that's all you hear just nah 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 okay. nah nah so what you want on then and he's like, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> i love that the, the, your, your son's vocabulary is nah and pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> um oh and he also says ham all the time now it's the stage where i've literally gone um and bought ham online because i can't find him anyway you know the toy story ham no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. in, like you know the meat ham. Um, he's he's just really out of nowhere. Just really wants ham. Mm. Um, so we've we, we went around all the Disney shops. We've gone online. We've tro- toiled everywhere to try and find the actual talking ham because there used to be one where you could put money in it and it would say phrases. Um, and he'd be like, "Oh, amazing!" But now the only one you can find online it says twenty-two Japanese phrases and six English. And apparently that's the official one. And I'm like, right. um, no, yeah, I don't think so. I, I'm all right for that. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've got Dr. Evil pork chop because that's the only ham we could find. And he was content for that for a while until he realized the head won't, the hat won't come off. So it literally, that is Dr. Evil pork chop and it's not ham. So he's just like, Ur. so he just really wants ham. So mm-hmm. I I thought just, he was like, He'd been listening to Kanye and he was just going ham all the time. Um, you, no. you not heard that song? It was on uh, the the Jay Z and Kanye album. Oh right, I I, I can't say I listen to that. No, to but it, it's I see. I always thought going ham, it's like going hammer and tongs, but apparently it's not. 
it's uh, it's an acronym and it's hard as a mother funster. Oh, right, okay. So your son's not not going ham in that way. Uh, he might be. He might be because he then does go crazy. So it could be that. Have you have you heard about the new Kanye West album oh, and how he he's done it? The, the the last couple he keeps going. There's a new album out. It's going to be on this day, and it's like in two days. I'm like, we're going to have a listening party. People listen to it, and then two days roll around, and it doesn't appear. And he's like, yeah, we're still working on it. And then it just gets delayed, and delayed, and delayed. And he just keeps announcing dates and stuff. He's apparently he's, he's going around. Um, he's got stadium concerts, and each one he's been like, he, he's been playing the album and stuff. But he's been coming on late because he's still working on the album. Like before, right before the gigs, right the way up to and past the starting times of the gigs. Um, and the other day, he even tweeted and goes, "Yeah, sorry, album's been deleted. Uh, we're going to be a little while." It's <laughs> just the, the, there's a there's a, a a Reddit group and um, right. and it's just constantly it's on the front page. All the fans going. Right, we're we're two and a half hours away from when he says he's going to release the album, and then like you know all the comments <laughs> two and a half hours later are like, "Where is it? Still not here." Okay, he's tweeted, wow. it's not coming out today. All right, <laughs> we it, we got to we're going to have a listening party in two days. Okay, right, it's going to be then, and it just never materializes. <laughs> How bizarre! Just finish your album and then yeah. release it. Don't say don't. If it, it, it's almost like I mean I work well with deadlines, but I tend to hit. <laughs> You know, I had a music video to work on. So this is something we'll talk about in a sec. But I had a music video to work on, and I've had like a month to do it. And I've just been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And then I was like, right, I've got a week to do it. Plus, it's my partner's 30th birthday, so I've got a cake to, to bake. I've got uh, a party to organize. I've got uh, presents to wrap. But I've also got to do this music video and get it ready. So, like. I know, but I still get done. I, yeah, I know how it turned out, so I know it's good. But imagine if, like, the the band was listening to this and was just like, "Oh, yeah. we we'll give him a month, and well, he literally just thought, the good thing is, can't be asked." The, the 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 guy from the band that asked us to do it, we we know. So I I, I, I so he's already be flunking off and not doing anything about no, it. No, no, right. So a, a while back, I did a music video like a lyric video just off my own back i just had an idea and thought let me do this for this new song for a new um band that this guy put together a guy called liam frost who we talk about a lot um heard of him? Uh, well he's very good anyway Reg, but you, you should have a listen to the um stuff from fountainhead which is his, his new band and I did that, and I said to him, like, a few weeks before the album, the, the single came out, I was like, uh, oh, well, do, you, do you want a lyric video doing?" And he was like, oh, I've been working on something myself. I was like, all right, well, I've got an idea. And he was like, oh, we'll do it, let me know. And I sent it him, and he was like, all right, this is this is amazing. Yeah, can I actually use this? And I'm like, yeah, great. So it became the official, <laughs> the official lyric video for this this uh, this song. And then about a month ago, he messaged me saying, uh, you fancy doing another video? And I was like, yep, yeah, absolutely. Um. And he sent me the song, and I had to listen to it, and I started thinking of ideas. And then he he said specifically, he's like, I've I've had some something I would like for this, and it's he sent me a clip, uh, a link to a video, which was basically just someone had taken clips from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and put the um, put it to uh, a song by a band called Beach House, 
um and he's and it's got loads and loads of views it's you know there seems to be loads of these about and he said like when he wrote the song he took inspiration from a couple of parts from a film um called uh, synecdoche new york which is a film with philip seymour hoffman and it's written by i think i think the guy who did um eternal sunshine uh is the same guy it, it's um uh thingy kaufman charlie kaufman he he wrote um being john malkovich uh, uh right okay a bunch of strange movies he's very well known for making weird movies have you ever seen adaptation is a, I, the one I, where nicholas cage plays himself where he plays charlie kaufman and charlie kaufman's yeah. twin i've not yeah. seen it but i know of it right fair enough so we wrote this film and the idea is the, the the main gist of it is um philip seymour hoffman's character finds out he's dying um and so decides to put on a play but the play is of his life and it's not just here's a stage and here's a play he hires this massive warehouse builds new york in it gets every day gives people the script of this is this is my life for today and everyone is in this city playing out the lives of this character and it goes on for like a decades um with them mm-hmm. all just rehearsing in inverted commas for this play that never really happens um oh, and that cool. and that thing is that is the tip of the iceberg that's actually when you end up watching the film like the trailer says shows that that is what this film is about when you watch it that's barely a third of it you know that happens throughout the film but there's so much other weird stuff and he said yeah i there's bits in this film that apply to this and he said this lyric is from this and this lyric is from this so i'd like something like this that you do that i was like yeah i'd like i i'd like to i was trying to think of something you know original to do but uh, I don't mind doing that if you're all right with it. You know, it's it's not your footage. Obviously, you're not going to get permission. He's like, these these have been on YouTube for years. No one cares, and and no one's going to come after Fountainheads. We're, we're tiny. I'm like, all right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> and I think because I hadn't come up with the idea and it wasn't anything particularly original in my head, I avoided it. And I was like, I will do it, but I'm not going to do it yet. Um. And eventually, I was like, right, I've got to get it done. I downloaded the movie, and I, and I remember watching it years and years and years ago, but not quite getting it. And then watching it again, and, and like recently, and going, right, this is going to be a nightmare because the narrative is all over the place. It's so over like thirty years, um, and there's all these relationships he gets into, and all crossing over, and all these bizarre things. And one of the characters. Like there's a line in the song, um, something about um, the house being on fire. And in the film, this woman goes to look at a house very early on in the film, goes to look at a a house um, that is on fire, like to buy it. And the real estate agent showing around and goes, oh, they're very motivated buyers. They, you know, they they want a quick sale. She's like, I just don't know whether I could live in a house that is on fire. You know, I might. Is this the house that I'm, I want to sort of grow old and die in? And then, like, uh, this guy comes out of the basement in his underwear, like in tighty whiteies, and then she goes, hi. And then she's like, hello. And the real estate agent goes, oh, yeah, sorry, this is my brother. He's He recently lost his job. He's living in the basement. Is that okay? And she's like, uh, yeah, okay. It's just, it's, it's a very bizarre film. Charlie Kaufman's films are all like this. Um, That's just weird. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. <laughs> And there's a whole subplot where his wife 
who basically she's an artist she goes to germany for an art show that she's putting on takes his like eight-year-old daughter um and then decides to never come back and she becomes this huge amazing like world-renowned artist and then he, he sort of follows her he finds his daughter's diary and follows her life through the diary so even though this you know she left when she was eight whatever she's doing in her life is appearing in the diary and he's reading it as as he goes through the movie so he keeps up with what's happening and sends her presents and things um but he finds a newspaper article about her and it's like she's the young at 14 basically she gets a full body tattoo and the news article is like like the the youngest person ever to get a full body tattoo and it turns out these tattoos are like they're all these flowers and she becomes this famous uh person called the, the flower girl she um i can't remember what she dies of but she catches something and then she calls for him and he goes to see her and she's there on a deathbed and all the flower tattoos are dying and then she's telling her how much she hates him and all the how she ruined his life. Even though he wasn't there since she was eight, but she, he ruined her life and stuff. And then she dies, and then the flowers, like petals, fall off her and stuff. It's it's very like artistic and weird. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, there's all these weird stories and narratives, and I'm sat sat watching the film, going, "This is even worse than I thought." Purely because like I've got to try and come up with something here. It's a, the, the last video we did, it was a six minute song. <laughs> so that was a pain to get, to stretch all my footage out to six minutes. This is a two and a two hours, 10 minute film that I had to get into a three minute song. So I'm like, how am I going to find a narrative to fit into three minutes here? So I had to sort of pick and choose which bits to follow and hope that someone who hasn't watched the film could watch the lyric video and go, all right, I kind of get what's going on here. Almost certainly not entirely, but at least you can sort of see like he, he go, he's going to counseling with his wife and his, his wife leaves him. And then there's this woman that he's sort of chatting up and then that all goes wrong. And then he gets married to someone else. Um, but this, this other woman sort of keeps, popping into his life and in the end his second wife leaves him and then he finally gets together with his other with this other woman and then she dies although you, you might not be able to tell that but they they spend the night in her house that's on fire and then she dies of smoke inhalation and he doesn't die because he's got something wrong with his lungs and that's what's killing him so he's on like a respirator kind of thing and it's just it's bizarre it's very 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 bizarre um and it was like I say it was a nightmare and i was putting it off and putting it off and eventually i did it and i finished it and i was like oh, all right finally and i'm i'm kind of happy with it i am kind of proud of it even if it is just i guess clips from a film it almost looks like a a, a song from a soundtrack you know like mm. music video. yeah but 100 percent. yeah which is a bit but and that's kind of why i was almost a little bit hesitant to do it because i was like it's just I, that's not not what i fancy doing but you know that's that's fine that shows another side of what i can try and do i guess so yeah and he's happy he was happy with it so we'll see what's next but yeah anyway that was my week that and trying to sort out a um a 30th birthday party which because i live in a flat i don't have a garden and we wanted to have a barbecue so we decided we find a campsite that would let everyone come and and, and we do that there um but even though we had beautiful weather 
like two or three days before the actual barbecue, it, the, the weather, as everyone in the UK knows, just turned <laughs> and it's terrible. And on Saturday, it was just, it was torrential. Yeah. Uh, so we had people around ours and we had a nice little party, which was good. Um, but as is COVID time, so many things are going wrong for people. So just, you know, like you had a, a sick son. I've got a, f- a friend who had um, an allergic reaction to antibiotics, so they couldn't come because they just oh broken up hives. And then also we've been like, really want to go on holiday. We're like, right now, do you know what? The UK's got this green list and it's, you know, countries that are absolutely fine. We're having a look through. We started having a look at going to Iceland, but it's very expensive. And then I started looking down the list and lots of countries saying green list, but um, potentially going to amber list. And then there was a couple that were just green. And one of them was Malta. And I had a look and it just, it looks, it looks amazing. And we're like, yes, this is the place we want to go to. Um, So we started planning this whole holiday, going to Malta for a week, found flights, found an Airbnb with a lovely little kitchen and a little veranda and stuff. It looks great. Um, And over the course of about three or four days, put in like hours of research to find exactly where where we wanted to go, where we wanted to stay, what we wanted to do. And then we sort of go to booking like, right, let's just check everything is fine. Yep, flights are still there. Airbnb, let's check the green list thing. Yeah, they're on the green list. Let's have a look and double check the restrictions. And Malta says, you if you if you are double vaccinated, you can go. You don't need anything. You don't need to have any tests. You just need to show you've had both vaccinations uh, with the, the the passport thing. Mm. And they're absolutely fine. No self isolation, nothing like that. UK says fine. Go to these countries. You don't have to self isolate. Oh, but you do have to get tested two days before you come home and two days after you arrive home and can't get it done for free. You have to get it done because this is your choice. You've got to go to one of these companies. So it would have cost 30 euros each there and about 25 quid when we got back. So I don't understand Malta and lots of other countries are like, yeah, we'll take all these people from the UK who uh, have got one of the highest percentages of this Delta variant. And then the UK are like, oh, but you've been in that weird, that that country that's completely isolated and actually very safe for two weeks, for for a week. You better have two very expensive COVID tests before you come back. And it's just insane. It makes absolutely no sense. I thought the point of having a green list was that these are approved countries and there's no problem. Yet the mm. green and the amber list are no different. So, uh, yeah, we spent all this time looking for a holiday and now suddenly, oh, okay, we can't do this holiday. So we're, uh, we think we're going to do the Merlin tour. We're going to go to Thorpe and Legoland and Chessington and stuff because, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we've got passes to use. We have all these holidays that we want to do and we've sort of got semi-planned out in our heads. Um, one of which, so here is our, our first segue of the, of the show. Um, so I, I sent a, a message to Reggie the other day saying, uh, think you can, four and a half thousand dollars saved in the next uh <laughs> couple of years because uh finally the walt disney world galactic star cruiser has finally had its pricing announced so for people who don't know at walt disney world in florida is um galaxy's ed which is the, the star wars section of the theme park of uh, the hollywood studios and for years, they've been hyping up this hotel experience they're doing where it is basically like you're staying on this star cruiser. So you you, you 
arrive, they put you on a shuttle, and then the shuttle flies there. You know, there'll be like this little ride to fly you to the Star Cruiser. And then for all intents and purposes, you are living Star Wars for two days. Mm -hmm. You have um, lightsaber, uh, like lessons, force lessons, uh, all sorts. You you know, you get to tour the bridge, meet the captain, all this stuff. Your cabins don't like there's no windows in the place. It's all computer screens. So it looks like you are literally on this Star Cruiser. And then... um, so you have, you have your afternoon and then you have your first night and then the next day you then get onto this shuttle again which is a bus basically on the outside but this shuttle on the inside um which will have tv screens for the windows and they fly you to galaxy's edge and then you spend the day at galaxy's edge you get to do the millennium falcon ride you get to do the the rise of the resistance ride are and, you and- are you actually guaranteed i don't think you're guaranteed to do yeah the, the ride um, the, the rise that's, that's the yeah, thing that gets me right so the rides you don't so you're so you're spending bank in yeah. order to do this like we'll go into that in a minute yeah. but you're you're literally spending bank to go and do this right and then like oh you get to go an excursion to galaxy's edge for the day so you get to to go down uh, to batu yeah awesome right with that money you would have thought because you've also got to pay for your theme park ticket on top of this as well well so you, you don't for that day you get one day's entrance to Hollywood Studios. Right. Okay. So with you not being able to be at Hollywood Studios in time, or sorry, on Planet Batu in time for Rope Drop when it first opens, yeah. you're not going to be able to get the Fast Pass reservation in order to get into the virtual queue, the boarding you pass. Get no, they, get... You, you get walk-ons for, for all, for all the, the Star Wars rides. Do you? Because I've been yeah. having a look into it and I couldn't see that. Yeah, no, definitely. That's well. That, that, that's I, I read that in two places, and they were specific about um, yeah, that you get, you do get to because some people were saying, are you just restricted to Galaxy's Edge, or can you venture out and go around the rest of Hollywood Studios? And they're like, no, yeah, you get you get a one day ticket for Hollywood Studios, um, and you also get you know guaranteed ride on both of the Star Wars rides. Right, okay. As long as guaranteed. Disney Hollywood Studios. uh, Sample itinerary suggests reserve ride times for both Rise of Resistance and Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the video or one of the press releases has like an example itinerary which says like, you know, oh yeah, you have your dinner at this time, your breakfast then, and you get this and that, and this is when you do your your lightsaber fights and stuff. So yeah, no, you definitely, it would be ridiculous to not. Let's well, that's it. what I was I was thinking, but then it's also going to be a nightmare for the other guests at Hollywood Studios that aren't paying well, ridiculous money to stay at yeah, Star Cruiser to get. It's limited. So where did I read the numbers? Um, let me find it. The numbers of how many people are going to be allowed in every day. Um, I think I think it's like a two hundred capacity mm. hotel. Um, hundred hundred eighty rooms. Okay, so yeah. that is potentially sort of 400 people, I'd say, mixing between two people rooms and four people rooms, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you've only got 400 people that they need to get through the rides on that day. And it'll be every, there'll be two two nights. So actually the people stay, people going to the park that are from Galaxy's Edge is only every other day as well. Mm. 
because you'll have the people you arrive in the afternoon stay the night and then the next day you're in the park and then you stay the night and in the morning you leave and then later on that day the next group of people will come in and the next day they go to the park so yeah i i i mean i don't think it's that bad for you know 400 people or whatever having to go yeah no considering how many people get into the likes of hollywood studios on a daily basis that's that's nothing really (laughs) it's uh, that's about like eight rides if that yeah, well, yeah. I mean, uh, it's something like Smuggler's Run, not necessarily, what is it? Is it oh, like no, six Run. or eight people or something yeah. per? So it's yeah. still quite a few rides, but uh, no, I don't I don't think that's any less than... I don't think that would take a lot of fast passes away from people. No, it's just it's a, the boarding pass at the minute. Rise of Resistance boarding pass is a bit of a joke anyway, but yeah. as soon as you start adding that, it'll be a bit of a nightmare, yeah. but thankfully you don't have to go up against them, which is good. Yeah. And you, well, you do get food in the theme park as well. So you get, you know, some from the the kiosks and whatever. You can get your your Star Wars theme stuff. You don't, from what I can tell, get to do the droid or the lightsaber experience, which is weird. Which is yeah. another whatever, you know, few hundred dollars per person to do. I think that. that's and probably the the day, why you, you don't get to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, you know, put it make it more expensive <laughs> so it's not so we're talking basically for a, a for a couple it's four thousand eight hundred dollars for this two night three day kind of experience and six thousand dollars for a family of four yeah uh, in the base of two adults yeah, in the basic room <laughs> yeah true that, yeah that's in the standard cabin but i don't th- yeah but at the same time i don't think you get anything more in the expensive cabins other than a bigger room like your standard where the room's nicer right oh damn 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 so this is where me and mike will have our heads off no because mike is a massive star wars horse yeah. at the stage okay. where he was saying to his missus he was like because obviously we, we like, they don't have kids and stuff like that and he's like with us not really doing anything or going anywhere like i really want to do this um and she was like no 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 and he was like i'm literally every time i get commission it's just going to go to one side and if we can afford it when we can do it we'll do it um and then we were chatting about rooms and he was like i'm torn between the standard cabin just because you know you're gonna be in there massively for like the the day but the next day you're gonna be in the park so mm. you know, he was like or oh, do i go for the galaxy class one um which has one extra window okay so you were being sarcastic Reg. oh yeah massively <laughs> it, it's literally it's got one extra window and okay. an extra pull like the extra pull but when you look through the amenities and stuff everything is identical yeah, that's an and integrated one thing, seating area and second window to space yeah yeah okay and if you go a grand th- captain suite yeah so yeah. if you go through the three different ones so you've got the bog standard one which has the like every now and again you'll have a special star wars surprise out the window but that's like apparently it's very rare where you'd be like oh look once a night or something you'll get a star wars surprise out the window then you get for the galaxy class suite Mm -hmm. where you'll have sporadic star wars surprises out the window and then you go for the grand captain suite where you get regular star wars surprise extra windows uh, out the windows and that's the thing where people like oh you know what i need to do more because i want to know what these extra star wars surprises are like really they are yeah. you just going to be spending your time in the cabin staring out of that window? Are you not going to be doing the experiences throughout the bar, uh, throughout the actual hotel and mm. doing everything else? Like, why is it so much fucking more expensive? 
to genuinely have an extra an extra window three windows no i would i would literally when i get there i would set a gopro up facing filming the window with a massive memory card press record and go right okay i'm gonna go off now and see the (laughs) see the rest of the ship or whatever (laughs) <laughs> and then you're not going to miss anything it's fine you just watch it back and find all the good bits and then stick it on youtube make hundreds of dollars in a in ad revenue and suddenly you've paid for a very small part of your trip <laughs> <laughs> you've paid for the lightsaber building experience or the droid building experience there you go there you go but yeah. i love the fact that they're classing one of the cabin amenities as a phone with voicemail messaging <laughs> i'm like fair enough i mean they're just, just being thorough it's just like welcome to the far reaches of space where like all these exciting things you can do we've got an actual landline telephone with a voicemail service yeah but right at least try and like you know make it a little bit fancier with like a you know hologram that pops up of like r2d2 or something that just reads out the message oh exactly exactly something like that would be i mean they've got they've, they've made the real lightsabers haven't they yeah, and they, I can't remember whether we talked about it on the pod, but I think we did. We did because how they developed these these lightsabers that basically almost work like um, uh, tape measures. It, it, like that sounds really straightforward, like it's a tape, but it's like multiple tape measure sort of systems that then send like make the lightsaber extend out, and it's got like a cap on the end, and it'll obviously be lit and stuff. It's on YouTube. Go and have a look. Search for Disney real lightsaber and you'll find a video and it just looks really impressive. So that's part of your lightsaber uh, training. Um, and there's also an upcharge for if you want to have dinner with the captain, which is the same. Like if you go on a cruise ship, you can go and dine at the captain's table. You know, if yeah. you're like the super premium lounge or whatever. So same here. You can actually they'll obviously have an actor who's the the captain and i do i do hope that they i don't know what the race of aliens are called but i you know the fish people you know they're it's a trap those guys yeah hope it's one of them and i hope you get to sit there and have dinner with him that would be great <laughs> fair enough yeah but anywho the 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 thing we were talking about like i totally understand nearly $5000 is insane but I the I'm the sort of person that I hate paying for things in advance. Like if I have a gig or something or that, that I want to book, it's just it feel I, I hate putting money down and not having something there and then. But at the same time, it's really like when we booked to go to Florida and I, we had to save like whatever it was a thousand pounds or something, and we had we basically just put fifty quid aside for you know for twenty months or whatever, didn't we? Until we had the money and then we booked everything. When it's something like that, I then don't mind. I don't notice that money. I don't mind that I've gone, right, here's a thousand pounds in one go. Like I'm saving for a wedding and we've been putting a hundred pounds aside for the last like sort of eighteen months, two years, and we've got more than enough that would pay for for what for a wedding and a honeymoon now. Um so I know when that comes down to it, well I'm usually an absolute skinflint and I'm like, Ooh, that's quite expensive. Oh, I don't want to do that. How about that? Oh yeah, let's not do that. I'm just going to be like, yep, great. Okay, got the money. Yep, there's the money. Yep, there's the money. So if I did the same for this, if I put aside 50 quid a month within, I think I worked it out that it was about three and a bit years, I would have enough money for my half of of that. Okay, now that is not including going 
to actually just flying to Florida and going, having, a, you know, the, the rest of the two weeks of holiday. Well, we've thought about this, haven't we? Well, yeah. <laughs> and if you, still, if you still listen, uh, Scott, surprise. Yeah, we're, we're yeah we know someone who basement. lives in Florida, so we're going to sleep on his basement floor. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. But but the point is that it, it, it's absolutely obscene money. But I feel like I would, uh, if I knew that I, I was planning to go to Florida in three or four years, I think I would start putting that money away just so I could do that because it would just be such an amazing experience. And I think, I, you know, I can live without that 50 quid. I don't think I would know it's 50 quid a month disappearing and then suddenly it's done and paid for. So mm. I there will be two types of people. There'll be those people who have just gone, right, let's just save. And there'll be the people who $5,000 is nothing for them and they just go, yeah, we're going to go and do it. Uh, so I have no doubt that it's going to be consistently excuse me consistently sold out or close to sold out oh yeah it it it's my because when, when you first look at it like that is a lot of cash yeah that you got to fork out but then you think if you're going to do um if you're going to do florida properly mm. like if you if you're going to go to the likes of disney and do you like when, when you're there you're also going to do universal because you got to do universal for a day or two as well you know you're spending a lot of money anyway yeah i mean so you're on you might as well pounds for park tickets straight away by then yeah so you might as well just be like you know what it's worth saving up that extra money just so you don't have to think you know what can i really afford to do this today like when we went and last time around admittedly it was our honeymoon so we're like you know what like yeah you bad, so to speak it. but it was also you know you're there we wanted to experience everything yeah. when we were there instead but of that, going but that's oh, we're exactly, here yeah tell you what that's... let's take a picnic in for like Walt Disney today. Yes, that's exactly yeah, that's it. That. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't just go there with my normal money. Even on my honeymoon, I would feel just every time we would go to do something really posh and expensive, I would just, I would feel it. Yeah, really? knowing <laughs> that I've got that money there, that I've just, for, I've even, for, you know, I've forgotten this money comes out of my account every month. So I know I've got it, and I'm like, "Yep, fine. Yeah, let's let's buy it. Let's do that. Let's buy this. Let's get this. Let's go and do that." So that that's that's. I'm sure there's lots of people out there that are like that. That are like five thousand dollars can't do, but just that that little bit of saving every month might not be for another two or three years. But end of the day, I'm still going to be a Star Wars fan in two or three years' time. I'm still going to want to do this. There's not going to be anything I think that would replace this as being a must do do you know what i mean yeah i I wouldn't be surprised so universal have got um their fans what's it called fantastic worlds or something like that the next oh the epic 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 universe that's it is the next theme park they're building and the the florida theme parks the universal ones both universal parks have harry 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 potter (laughs) Harry Potter lands. One one's got Hogsmeade and, and Hogwarts, and the other has got Diagon Alley and Gringotts. So the odds are that there's going to be another Harry Potter section in this third park, which would make mm. perfect sense because it is just that that drag that absolutely drags people to those parks. Uh, yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if they then followed suit with this and built a Hogwarts sort of um hotel type experience 
because it, especially building something from scratch like that, that would make far too sense. If they're not thinking about it at this point, they're stupid. Let's yeah. face it. No, I was going to say, it's, it's, it'd be, it would be ridiculous for them not to, the minute that Disney were like, hey, we're doing a Star Wars one, they're like, shit, what can we do? Yeah. And obviously they know what they've got, and you know how easy it is to build yeah. the likes of like the Hogwarts or Hogsmeade Castle, whatever it is, Hogwarts Castle, isn't it? Um, they, they, you know, they've done it like three or four times now around the world, haven't they? They'd know how to do it so they could literally exactly. build a they huge hogwarts and be like right okay you now live in the school for the night or two nights you can do a couple of like classes about alchemy and spell casting exactly go buy your wand and olivanders like they do yeah. the little excursion down to hogsmeade or uh, diagon alley all that sort of stuff it would be that would be silly if they haven't thought okay yeah. let's do this exactly it is the, the these limited experiences. I remember years ago they were talking about adding a fifth uh, fifth gate to fifth theme park to, to Walt Disney World. And the rumors were that it was going to be this experience place. It would be very expensive um, and it would generally be, you know, you would th- there would be a really limited number of people every day. But it was it wasn't just going to be as a theme park and do what you want. It was going to be this ridiculously immersive experience. So it almost feels like this has started life as that and then merged into like, well, we got star Wars now (laughs) let's do it. Let's do star Wars. Yeah. So, but they're the two franchise. I don't think there's any other franchises that have that sort of pull Pull in power. Yeah. You know, great. Marvel is, is massive, but I just, I don't think it, it has the same pull as star Wars and Harry Potter seem to could be wrong. You know, it's still like, oh, that's really cool. I want to go there, but not not to the point where people would be dropping five grand to stay in a Marvel hotel and train like yeah. a superhero. I don't know. No, I mean, like the Avengers Campus is doing all right, but I don't think that's doing as great as what they sort of wanted it to do. No. It's just, it's the, oh. it hasn't got the legacy yet, so to speak, that Star Wars has. I know obviously Marvel's been around a lot longer, but it just, it's only recently got that boom, whereas yeah. Star Wars has had that boom for what forty years now. Mm. So it's yeah, I mean it's Marvel's been strong and it always always will be strong, but will you'll never have a phenomenal such as Star Wars again. Like nothing else is apart from obviously Harry Potter for Universal. There's been nothing that you'll be able to top Star Wars with. Like us growing up with Star Wars all the way through. Like, our kids that grow up will literally be Harry Potter coming through, and that's what I've got to get to terms with. I've got to come to terms with at some point. I'm, I'm curious whether it will, because it seems to have... It's almost like it's past... I don't I don't see new kids reading and watching the films and stuff. Uh, uh, it's, it seems like there's that... Gen- I mean, it'll be that generation growing up and still loving Harry Potter... Um, you then have kids who force it on their kids maybe yeah that's the thing because going through now obviously I know there's been a load of abuse for JK Rowling and all that sort of stuff I think people are are okay separating that yeah I was going to say that seems to have passed now and it seems to have got very popular again and the films are always on telly so even if you don't see them going out and purchasing it or streaming it that every single weekend one of them is on either ITV or ITV two or three or four. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. And it's like, you know, we still have Sky Cinema dedicated to Sky 
cinema Harry Potter that's on. So there's always the possibility to watch it, especially in, like, over here in the UK. I know over in America it might be slightly different, yeah. um, but over here you, you can't go a day without it still being yeah. somewhere. But, but if you don't have the um, like, I remember when when each book came out, like for pretty much it was. I think I remember hearing about it from probably like the fourth book or something like that. And you know, you'd have these midnight openings and massive queues for people buying the books and stuff. And they haven't got anything like that anymore. I mean, what Harry Potter stuff is keeping that franchise alive at this point? the fantastic beast which just keeps getting delayed and delayed and has problematic stars in it and mm. I, I don't i don't think ever quite reaches the heights of the, the original films you know no the theme parks, it is like you say the adults still it's the theme parks uh, and the, the video games so that new hogs yeah. what's experience yeah. i still don't see like, the new generations of kids particularly getting into, I'm not saying they won't, but I'm not seeing anything that's, you know, keeping it alive. I think it's just because it's like, there's nothing like, new that's, no, that, that's, my that's coming out, which is why you're not seeing it. But their legacy, like, is there when you go to bookshops still, the, it's still always there. The oh, yeah, absolutely. Like Waterstones or, really you know, Dunbar Smith or whatnot. There's still the posters up for it. It still is everywhere. It might not be sung and danced about anymore, but it, it, felt to us anyway but it still is with like i know our nieces and their, like our nieces mm. read the books and they're they've what i think there was seven when they first started reading the books and Fair they're enough. like 11 12 13 now yeah. um so I feel, I feel like there needs to be something is. to to keep it nudge it along though and and it's, it doesn't seem to be anything on the horizon i you know I just, I'm, ex- I'm expecting a tv show at some point especially with warner brothers being a big part of HBO Max. Yeah, I think the yeah. only way they could do it, I, I know they're, they're turning the, um, the Cursed Child into a film, aren't they? So you're going to have that that Broadway play that's being yeah. turned into a film. So that'll generate a, a mass market around it. But you're right, What the only way they could do it, because they've, like, I've not seen a Harry Potter film, so I'm going to be completely, probably bang out of like, what I'm saying here, but haven't they finished the story arc with mm. Harry Potter now? Oh and yeah, the, the films is, are done. Yeah, and the issue is, it's called Harry Potter. <laughs> so, with the likes of Star Wars, you're going, right, we've had the Skywalker saga now, we can move on to this, we've got the Mandalorian, we've got all this, and you're like, oh yeah, it's fine. No, it might not be our Star Wars, but it's our kids' Star Wars now that we're yeah, getting exactly. involved in watching it's not, it. It's not with, called Luke Skywalker. Yeah, exactly, whereas yeah. with Harry Potter now, you're like, oh yeah, here's a, you know, Hogsmeade experience, or Hogwarts experience, mm. but we're following rudolph or whatever his name is rupert yeah. you know like following him because everyone like well no because i want harry potter that's what i got invested in that's what i got involved in but mm. a tv show they could easily do something based around that school where yeah. they go through it all and if oh, they put it on stream plenty, services, there's plenty in the law absolutely immense that yeah. they'll be able to put behind it like you've seen the amount of money they're putting behind like sort of Lord of the Ring the series Lord and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Like they'll easily be able to like smash that out. Exactly. And it could be decent, it could be the one thing that, you know, when if they ever made it where all this get starts getting old enough, I'd be like, Oh god, we'll watch this. Okay, that's actually quite good. Let's finally get around to doing it. I think in isolation though, if you watch the films, you wouldn't I don't think anyone would see any of the first few films. And be like, oh, these are the greatest things I've ever seen. It's it's the hype that I think 
made them so popular and then people just got caught into it so this this is what i mean this is the problem i think of trying to pull new people in yeah. and i think I, my issue is that i only ever want to watch it because i just want to get close to being back at orlando right fair like universal is the only yeah. thing to watch that to be like oh i remember walking down there yeah oh my god yeah i remember that and oh you, know, god, yeah, you know and the theme parks are amazing just because of the the visual like the what they built there in terms of the world building not just in theme but in the movies over the books like the actual visuals of it just work so well and they're so well done and unique that it lends itself to theme parks so well so mm. yeah but i don't know i feel like that that's probably the only other thing that's that is even remotely comparable. I, I still think that I'm surprised no one's done a graphic novel of it. Like, the, yeah. you know, it wouldn't be obviously Marvel or anything like that, but a, a DC or anything like that do, doing a Harry Potter graphic novel. Cause that's the only, that's the only other format that I feel like they could do that they haven't. So while we're on the subject of graphic novels, Okay. <laughs> in a nice lot of mini segments. Yeah, let's move off this subject. I wasn't going to do it, but so I want to segue into Why the Last Man. Which okay, yes. Randomly before I messaged you, like, damn, is yeah. this actually happening now? I so, can't believe that I didn't know that it was coming out in a month. <laughs> well, the thing that surprised me, I was like, I can't believe fucking dad hasn't told me about this yet. Yeah. Well, I and knew it was. Didn't know. I, I knew like, that oh. it was happening. I knew that it was far closer to happening, and they were supposed to be on the verge of filming it or actually filming it because it was going to be basically why the last man is. It's a graphic novel um, written by Brian K. Vaughan, who did, who, who's currently doing Saga. He's doing Paper Girls, which is going to be a Netflix series soon. Um, he wrote. Uh, like one of the more famous X-Men runs and all, all sorts of stuff, uh, created Runaways as well. He, he's pretty much, he's, he's by far, apart from uh, Brian Lee O'Malley, because Scott Pilgrim is just amazing, he's probably my favourite comic book writer. There's not, I don't think there's anyone else that has had so many series that I've read from start to finish and thought were amazing. Mm. And he's he's great. Um, but he also, he also does get, he is involved in, movies and tv and stuff like that he wrote i can't remember whether he came up with it but remember under the dome yeah which was amazing for the first series what and then it? after that it was terrible <laughs> yeah the first series was genuinely really good after I, that it was awful see i didn't think any of the i mean me and ash watching ash loved it so i'd like watched it but yeah. i what can't say i was a fan no. um and he also um what was he involved in? Oh yeah, well, Lost. He 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 did some writing on Lost as well. But anyway, Why the Last Man was sort of his one of his breakout series, and it's all the men in the world get some weird disease and die, so it's just women left. Um, but it turns out there is one man left. Uh, this guy called Yorick. So why the last man? Um, and he also finds a, a monkey. Who is also uh, the? I think if, if I, it's been so long, but I think he's the last living male mm. monkey as well. Uh, called Ampersand, and basically it's their adventure, and then it's them all. Lots of, lots of very violent, very sort of dark stuff happening throughout the whole comic series. Um, and it wasn't, you know, nowadays if there's something where it's like. It's all about, you know, the world's run by women. You immediately go to this is some 
feminist sort of story. Yeah. It was far, far, like a long time before any, any, the world was anything like it is now that this was written. It was yeah. like in the 90s, I think, early 2000s, maybe. So yeah, it, it was wasn't a political so commentary easy. about, yeah. about women running the world. But then the trailer, it started off like, yeah, you sent, I heard this was happening and, but I didn't know that they actually filmed it. And then you sent me this trailer that got released three days ago that I, that I had no idea about. And it does look very much like at the beginning, it's like, you know, what if the world was run by women? All the men are dead. Yes. Yeah. Women running everything. But then it goes into the whole like, oh, but there's the last guy left. And, and then it focuses on that. <laughs> But the comments aren't seeing that. The comments are just like, oh, this is some feminist rubbish, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it's ludicrous. Some of the yeah. Stuff to out. the point where I, I feel I'm, I'm really kind of worried that that is, that's what's going to happen with the film. It's just going to get painted with this brush of being this whole feminist thing. But if you're listening to this and you've seen the trailer and you weren't fussed, please know that if it follows the comics, that's just the basis of the story. There's so much more to it. It is not trying to make any grand political points. It's just like, genuinely, what would happen? There are still plenty of things that are very male-dominated, whether they should be or not. That's not yeah. what, what anyone's saying. But facts are that in a lot of cases, there are more men doing certain jobs than women. So what happens in that situation? And that's that's how society sort of starts to break down and then they have to rebuild the pieces yeah because that's it because i was i was showing that as soon as i seen it i sent it to you and obviously yeah. i chatted to, to the lad in work a lot as well about like all the sort of stuff because he's like his his geeky sides and whatnot and i was like holy shit they're actually doing it. like last time mm. i heard is it they never got off the ground and there's going to do a film and then there's going to be this series and it's going to be this and he was like i've I never even he heard of it Frank darabont when he was mm. doing in fact after he left the Walking Dead, Walking Dead or kicked off or whatever. I think that was the next thing he was working on. But anywho, carry on. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say, yeah, so I was like, it's all about this. And he was like, right, okay. And I was like, I've done a really bad job of describing it. So I apologize. However, I will say that it's one of the, if not the best graphic novel series that I've read. I was like, it is phenomenal. Uh, like you, You're doing yourself an injustice if you do not seek it out. Yeah, and like it is an incredible, incredible series, and it's really funny, and it is dark, and yeah, it's twisted, but it's also got some very good points in it. And like trying to basically just say, I know I've messed up here, and trying to describe it, and he was like, well, I wasn't really that bothered about it, but if you reckon it's like the best one you've read, and me and you have similar tastes, and I'll probably give it a shot. And I was like, just, yeah. just literally, just seek it out, even if you have to do it online, just have a read of it and decide if you're going to watch the show or not but yeah. just please well, give it's, a read. It, it's coming in on the 13th of september and it's um it's, at least what they've announced is obviously the u.s air date that is it's going to be on fx on hulu so it's going to be streaming only on hulu but who and stuff that goes on hulu cause hulu is owned by disney or at least yeah. through fox or whatever and fx is is a fox channel so it looks very likely that it'll go on to star on Disney plus over here. Although I've not heard anything about it yet, but there's a very good chance it, it will do. I can't see why it wouldn't. Um, they want, they want more original programming for that. Don't they? So that would be mm-hmm. perfect. Um, so yeah, I can't wait. 
while we're talking about um, original programming for Disney mm-hmm. Plus, have you seen the, uh, the first few little pictures of the, uh, the the Muppets take on Haunted Mansion that's coming to Disney Plus? No, and I had no idea that was happening. What? Yes, it's amazing. So first and foremost, dig out the trailer for when um, they they announced that they were, they were taking on the Haunted Mansion. Um, okay, it, it's amazing. Is it a and, movie or a, a series? It's it the, the it's going to be a one-off to celebrate right. the um, the anniversary of the Haunted Mansion, uh, which actually happened today. Um, right. Today is the the anniversary of it opening up at Disneyland Park. Um, which if you haven't watched behind the attraction yet on Disney mm. Plus, they do one all about the Haunted Mansion, um, and it's amazing, and you learn so much stuff about it. It's crazy. Um, but the the Muppets take on Haunted Mansion is just awesome it looks like they've only shown you like two or three little pitch stills from it um but i can't wait like i love the muppets and i love the haunted mansion combine it together it's yeah. going to be amazing that's great yeah there's there's not there's not been enough new muppet stuff like we watched the the rewatched the i think it was just called the muppets the the last tv series they yeah, did which was like so the good. where miss piggy had the the um talk show and it was yeah, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. And then we watched the the two more recent Muppet movies, and it's just they're still the, great. Yeah, the the writing on any of that, any of the the more recent Muppet stuff is just brilliant. It, it's exactly my sort of humour. It's really yeah. good, really fun, really funny. So I'm glad they're doing more stuff. And, yeah. and that sounds good. That sounds like the if this does well, that'll be the first in a a series. Yeah, it has to. They they have to start doing stuff like that because mm. there's so many rides and stuff and attractions they can do from Disney where they can put the Muppets in it. Especially because, they, I mean, the Muppets have a home little part, don't they, in Hollywood Studios, which is just great. Yeah, it's uh, fun. So did you did you see the show? Yes, Muppet Vision 4D or whatever it's called. Muppet Vision 3D. Yeah, so good, so good. Loved it. Um, and yeah, and this is just going to be great and i can't wait for this and the other thing i want to talk about while we're talking about disney rides is um how good the jungle cruise film was <laughs> yeah yeah okay like I, I i was excited to see it anyway just because well it's a nice little way to get a fix yeah um, of disney and especially because the, the the puns in the jungle cruise are completely my style of punnery like the really bad dad jokes just mm. phenomenal and um, to the stage where the, the downside to it is anything about the ride is done within the first 10 minutes of the film yeah. it's basically like right okay that that's done that's over you've had literally just the slew of every single skipper joke that he does in the and the actual ride and stuff within the first 10 minutes and then just like right let's just have a really fun like i would say family because everyone keeps on calling it a family film but i genuinely don't think it is a family film because there's a yeah, lot. Well, it's twelve. It's twelve away, isn't it? I think there's a lot of death in it. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, it's like the Goonies yeah. and stuff." But if you sit down, kids are today in front of the Goonies and stuff. They're like, "Whoa!" Like eighties kids films yeah. are a lot darker than like our kids films. Like, you know, well, sorry, this generation kids films. They they are really are com- completely dark compared to them. So this kind of film, it's got a lot of fighting in it, a lot of action in it. A few deaths, stabbed through the hearts and stuff. Um, you know, it's it is quite dark in that aspect, but it is it's such a good film. But it yeah. made me 
really want to go through the entire series. Fair enough. It, and, it felt to me like a cross between Pirates of the Caribbean and The Mummy. Yeah, which is, I put up a post on one of the dad page, the geeky dad page mm. on Facebook going, has anyone seen this yet? And does anybody really want to play the Uncharted series or is it just me? And like the amount of people like, actually, it's The Mummy and Pirates of the Caribbean if you want to get about it. And I'm like, but it's all about like their their relationship, like the puzzles that they do towards the end yeah. of it, the, the whole scenario. He's got his little Sully, which is, you know, a fucking brother and so, like that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. It just it screamed out of that evil villain. It was so stereotypically calm. It was it was glorious. Yeah, like it was just it was a really damn good film. Like I knew I was going to enjoy it and I'd wanted to enjoy it, but when it actually came, I completely embraced it and loved Fair it. Enough. I mean, it was yeah. So it is pretty derivative of quite a few other things, right? It's not yeah. nothing drastically original. Like Lizzie, I we. we we had someone around the other night and we were talking to him about it and they were asking if it was any good. And I was like, and I said, yeah, look, it's very similar to the mummy. Cause you've got, you've literally got the, uh, the, the, the tour guide who was Brendan Fraser or the rock. And then you've got the, the, the main woman who you think is all sort of demure and whatever, but no, she can kick ass and she knows everything. And then you've got her brother who's a bit of an idiot, like this British bumbling guy. So character wise, it was pretty spot on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? See, I think that's the, because I've never, wa- I only watched the first five minutes of the first Mummy and I was like, really? yeah, it's right, not for me. Now, I'm only, not saying that that's a bad only, thing though, because we no, haven't no, had a Mummy film for well, years. So I've got no problem with this being a similar sort of setup. It works. Oh yeah, no, I wasn't, I was just saying that mm. I don't have that interpretation no. to come off. I've Fair only enough. got the, the, the ride basically in Universal to be like, oh, right. Yeah. Okay, that makes I know sense. That. And about the goddamn coffee, that's literally the only <laughs> thing I've got from it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, so yeah. Uh, I can't really compare that. I, I did yeah. really enjoy the new Mummy film, but that's a side story altogether. Wait, the new Mummy film? The one with Tom Cruise. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that was good. I was hoping right, you were I, in the Emperor's Tomb, the third Mummy film, just that doesn't exist. It was so bad. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, yeah. But see, I, I mean, I, I really enjoy it. I, I remember watching the first trailer like two years ago or whatever when it was going to come out, and it was a really bad trailer. It just it made it look really cheesy and bad. And I'm certain over the, ne- over the, the year that followed, I'm pretty sure they did reshoots um, and they really it's almost like like how uh, how every Pixar film comes out and you can tell that they've just worked on it and worked on it, and worked on it, and worked on it until they know they've got like just the perfect script. No plot mm. holes, just works. And it was almost like that because they had all this extra time uh, that they just got it to a film that worked really well. Um, I thought it was a bit. The, in the first sort of 20 minutes felt really goofy and I was like I don't know whether this is gonna I, this might grate on me how sort of stupid and cheesy it is in places like um Thingy's character um Jack Whitehall what sorry Jack Whitehall no 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 the um I mean first of all the the villain the German oh, villain, yeah. who's a Nazi but not really a Nazi Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the bad who's one of the bad guys throughout it was very very over the top and the thing yeah. is that actor is so good as a bad guy 
Like the, the couple of things I remember seeing him in, and he's been bad guys. Like the episode of Black Mirror. The um, I don't know whether you, I don't can't remember whether you've watched a lot of Black Mirror, but there's one that's sort of based on Star Trek in a way, and he's the the bad guy in that, and he's brilliant as it. But with this, he was very like, yes, I am, I am German, and I am a bad guy. There was that yeah. sort of stuff. And then you've got um. Oh, I can't remember the actor's name, but basically the guy who runs the the boating trips, oh, yeah. the Rocco's yeah. the money, and he's yeah. this really over the top French accent, sort of like you know, again just like the German guy, but he's barely in it really. He's in it for so about five ten minutes at the beginning, yeah. and then comes back at the end. Um, and again, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's quite a well-known actor and he's he really in a lot is. of I stuff seen him, I was like oh, i know him from yeah but yeah we're gonna have to google it um and as soon as soon as i say it it'll just be oh yeah that guy um cast where is he paul giamatti yes yeah. <laughs> he was almost wasting it but he's very 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 over the top like and it is it is just like say a little bit goofy and then yeah. But as it goes on, once they leave the village and they get into the, they go off, it starts to really come together. And yeah, I did, I did enjoy it quite a lot. And I mean, end of the day, yeah, there's similarities with the Mummy and with Pirates of the Caribbean. But you know, Indiana Jones and Uncharted and stuff. And none of this is a bad thing because no, these films no, it's work. It's just this stupid, you know, over the top supernatural, like you know, treasure hunt type thing yeah um, it's been a, a yeah. long while since we had a fun yeah romp, like adventure romp like this where it's not yeah, too exactly. serious it's it was it's a bit fun. weird and this is a little minor spoiler for people who haven't watched it but it's uh, in the first sort of half an hour 45 minutes maybe a bit longer because it's quite long to be fair it's over two hours and i thought that was the only downside of it really that it was a little bit too long but but saying that i can't think of a film with so many action scenes just like one after the yeah. other. very few like here's a gap where they're just sailing down a river they'd be like sailing down a river oh no this happens and then sailing down a river. oh this has happened constant so that was great they, they like I said, really well done um but yeah it's very it's quite grounded in reality and then suddenly um the german guy finds these um these conquistadors from like hundreds of years ago they're on this expedition to find this the 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 MacGuffin that they're trying to find that sets the whole movie up um and they're not allowed they're like they're not allowed to be they were cursed by the river and they they're never allowed to be away from eyesight of the river right Mm -hmm. that was it right um otherwise it pulls them back yep but that happened and then they get turned to stone um, so this German guy comes up to him and goes like, ah, I, I, I need your help. And I, here's some of the river in a little vial. I'm going to make the, make you wet. And then suddenly you'll come to life. And then it's like the bad guys in Pirates of the Caribbean too, who were like the half dead. In fact, even the first one, any of them who were like these undead things. And one of them has turned into a swarm of bees for some reason is dripping honey out of his head. And it's got like a beehive in his head. Another one is was the one that was on fire or something I can't remember, but it suddenly brings in these supernatural bad guys that are after them. Yeah, and it just seemed like really out of left field. That's what and, gave me the Uncharted vibes. 
to be fair. Right. Because, fair because well, it's the same. The, the same, first yeah. one. Like with randomly. Tomb Raider, it's the same, isn't it? Yeah, it feels really yeah. normal. And then suddenly dinosaurs. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like that. But it just, it seemed very sudden. Um, and there didn't seem to be any build up to it to hint that this has all these weird things. Um, but it worked for the rest of the film. It's, you know, it's, it's like that. And that's where it got a bit pirates of the Caribbean for me. And in a, in a good way. Cause again, some of those films, I'd say at least one, maybe four, quite like four. Um, a, a really good film. One especially is a great film. I know you hate it. You've got the, you know, try wearing a corset line and that kills it for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anywho, yeah. I can't remember my point, but the point is, yeah, fun, fun movie, bit long, worth going to see though, I think. Probably one of the better films that's out at the cinema at the moment. And mm. I watched a recent film, Dan. I watched something that's, that's literally true. that's literally out in the pictures that's and stuff true. to watch. Yeah, but you watched like, it from your access. I did, and um, but I'm very very happy because it's rare that I can come onto this show and be like, oh, Dan, I've watched a new film. Exactly, it's normally me. Yeah, I mean, I've seen I I went to see Suicide Squad, um, and I won't talk in in detail about it, but infinitely better than the first one, <laughs> unsurprisingly. I can't. I can't wait to see uh, John Cena and Will Smith go go toe to toe with each other. I think it's going to be great. Okay. It's good. The good thing is they never reference Will Smith at all in the entire film. Did they not? <laughs> That's a shame. No. And in and in fact, so it's it is it is like all, well, it's pretty much an entire new team apart from Harley Quinn. But the really nice thing is she's actually not the main thing in it. Uh, Idris Elba's character is by far the main the main character. Yeah, I was going to say I heard that. Yeah, and and great because he is really good. He plays that the the part he's given brilliantly. Um, who else? Yeah, John John Cena. The weird thing is, so John Cena's character is going to have a TV show. Yes. And when you watch it, you'll probably it, it's it's almost hard to see how people are going to want to watch it. Because he's he's mental, as the character's supposed to be. He's mm. like, you know, I mean, they're all murderers, let's face it, yeah. the whole point. But he is very much like, you know, in the trailer, I think he says something like, you know, I, I believe in freedom and I don't care how many people I have to kill to get it. Yeah. Um. So it, it, it's people identify with Harley Quinn as this anti-hero, but he's just almost a step too far. And it's it's hard to, but I don't know. We'll see. He's very good. He is really good. He plays naive and stupid really well, almost to the same extent that um, Batista did as as Drax. He's just so oh, right. perfect. Okay. Is he that good? Is he? Yeah, he's he's very good in that part. Um, but yeah, you've got the the, the new squad or whatever, and one of the the only the only thing i thought so harley quinn isn't part of the squad for most of it she's off on her own little story that sort of runs parallel and crosses over and then joins up at the end but there's one character who has absolutely no point at all apart from this one small payoff at the end which was a bit stupid yeah rat catcher too um because there's a there's a moment when the team uh, storm this 
this uh sort of village they think it's the um the, the bad guys and there's this you know all these huts and whatever and it's like you know they're in a jungle um and they go around killing everyone and john cena's shooting everyone so's um so's idris elba you've got um the polka dot guy i forget what exactly what he's called he's yeah yeah, okay he's like blowing people up and stuff with his polka dots firing polka dots at people who else is on the team oh king shark is just eating people um and then and then you've got rat catcher who can control rats and I don't think she does anything in that entire in that entire scene other than maybe her rat acts as a lookout and is like, oh, look, there's someone there. And they're like, oh, someone's coming. And they shoot them. It's that sort of thing. She barely has, you know, she's got no superpowers other than this little wand that helps her control rats. And, you know, what good is that going to do you? Genuinely, what like, what's the point? Especially when you've got like these people who can who can shoot the flea off the back of a of a dog you know because they're that good at, at aiming and you've got a giant mutant shark and then you've got a guy that fires polka dots to blow things up like she's so underpowered that there's no point in her being there right okay it's just it's bizarre it was a weird choice to bring that character in other than i feel like maybe james gunn going like because he clearly wanted to take all these like one shot characters that were in the comics and bring them in and he was he must have had some sort of interest in this you know right there's no rat catcher too it's like the backstory is kind of interesting in that it's just this really weird random character who can control rats so i get that but in the in the uh in the actual in, in the idea of the film is why why did they send her off with this team like what good did they think she was going to do amongst the team yeah. it just it doesn't make any sense and that an- annoyed me a little bit and sort of took me out of it a little bit especially because you've seen in the trailer obviously there's lots and lots of other characters as well that are in it um because like um well okay, without giving it all away but there's they're sort of in a separate team so there's lots of different people and they get, you know, she could have been in either. There were plenty of people in that team who were way more powerful and would have been better suited to go on this mission than she was. And mm. it all seemed to be just for this payoff at the end when they're up against the big bad and she does something which saves the day. It, it you know, it, it didn't seem great writing for that reason, but... But other than that, it was decent. It, it was, in, you know, I enjoyed it probably as much as I did the the Birds of Prey movie. Right. Okay, um, but it definitely didn't. It wasn't as good as either of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Okay. But good. Fair I don't so, know. I did like them. So yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's 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 a good James Gunn film, but it and it, it, I love the style of it, and it was probably the best um, DC movie they've done. It's not hard. hard. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, but I get why it's sort of people are, are like, yep, great, he's coming back, he's going to do more movies. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Finally, the tone right for you, you know. So, and it and it was, it definitely felt as well like it was a, a sequel to the first one. I heard it was a reboot at first. Yeah, I think so. But it could quite easily not be. I mean, end of the day, Boomerang's in it. Um, 
the I can't remember the guy who isn't the superhero who who was the um the, who ran the mission in the first one. Rick Flag. Um, no, Rick yeah. Flag. Rick Flag. Yeah. Flag. It would be amazing and, if it was uh, Rick Flag. Uh, <laughs> in it. So you know, there's characters that are and obviously Harley Quinn. But other than that, it's all new people. But it it makes sense because it is literally just right. Who have we got in the prison this week? All right, we've got these guys. Let's send them on the mission. It's that you know. Mm. So yeah, and no Joker anywhere to be seen. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, yeah, uh, we had it's weird, weird before we started this pod. Me and Reg were like, right, we need to talk about this, and we had all these little segues set up already. We haven't even got to the start of that little uh, no, segment, unfortunately. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You said you didn't really want to talk about Venom 2 anyway because you don't want to see the film. <laughs> no, and I, but I will at some point. But yeah. we can talk about that next week. Yeah, that sounds, sounds good. We've done like a an hour pod. Well, we weren't, we weren't here last week, were we? so we'll make it up slightly for exactly. last night. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. And I don't think we've got much editing to do, so I'm quite happy with that. Mm, exactly right thank you for listening and thank you for having me we see you again same time next week indeed see you doodles